the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on this Friday night, a night that, frankly, should have been a, a magical uh, evening down at Bank Park. It should have been one of those nights that we look back on and it's like, wow, like, what, what a cool moment. Trey gets a standing ovation. He gets multiple standing ovations. It's a good moment for the fans. They go up early. They go up 2 nothing. Then they go up 4-2. Um, and then they just kind of lay down, and, and and starting with the start, they lay down. But overall, uh, the, the Royals have won seven straight. They are, are, are playing okay baseball, but the simple fact of the matter is is that they lost to a team whose win total is in the 30s right now, is in the 30s right now. And it's nights like this, and it's my biggest takeaway of the game, which is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. And my biggest takeaway of the game is like, Here's exactly where I'm at with this Phillies team. I am a I am a Phillies diehard. I am a positive Phillies fan, and I I, I stand by this team and, and see the right and what they do most of the time. But I also can't sit here and, and lie to the audience and not tell you how I feel. And how I feel about this team is that I think they are a good team, and I still think they have a chance to be a a really good team that can get hot in the postseason. But I can't sit here on August 4th, even with the, the amount of home games that they have, even with the, the, the lack of a hard schedule that they have, even with seven of the last ten games against the Mets, and, and sell you on this big run that I think is coming because I think that they are consistently going to be a team that wins a couple and loses a couple. They'll win series against good teams, and then for some reason this year – they're losing inexcusable games against bad teams, and they're losing series against bad teams. The Pirates series is a perfect example of that. And now they lose whatever wiggle room they had because they lost game one of this series against a team that, again, who's win totals in the 30s this year. And I just can't get behind they can make and, and do what they did last year for a couple reasons. One, I don't trust the offense. You know, I think the offense is – Obviously, on paper, very talented, but it's too much inconsistency every single night. Jordan Lyles stinks. The Royals are 2-18 heading into this game tonight and starts by Jordan Lyles. He's horrible. His ERA is in the six pluses right now. Like, like that's a, that's a game tonight where you come off winning three or four in Miami, you're coming back home, and you go lay a freaking 15 spot on them or something like that. Like, that's a blowout night. And you get the home run early from Castellanos. You get a standing ovation. And and you just can't pile on. And they let teams back in games. I mean, they have not, I think since July 1st, they have won three games by more than three runs. Every freaking game is close. So if you want to know why it can't be like, here comes this run. They're going to go to the World Series. This is just like last year. I don't trust this offense. And the main reason, I started with the offense, but the main reason is their supposed number two starter is just not that guy this year. He's just not. And that's not breaking any news, but I can't buy a team who has an ace in Zach Wheeler, and then after that, I have no idea what I'm getting. 
I have no idea if I'm getting a seven-inning brilliant game by Aaron Nola or I'm getting that crap tonight. That Royals offense is putrid. Bobby Wood Jr. is a superstar. Outside of that, it's an old Salvi Perez, guys that chase out the zone. That's a night that you go out, you give seven shutty, and you leave it very feeling very good about yourself. But he doesn't have it this year. It's over. We don't need to keep doing this. Well, if Nola can figure it out, he's not. And I like Aaron Nola as a, as a guy, and he's been a valuable pitcher here. But for me personally, I, I understand if they want to rec- – I just – I don't like watching him pitch anymore. I, I just I, – I don't. It, it's, it's too many nights like that where it's, they have a lead of 2 nothing and they have a lead of 4-2, and you never feel confident that he's going to get in there Buckle down and do his job because there's no buckling down with Aaron Nola. It is only just attempting to stop the bleeding. And more often than not this year, not stopping the bleeding. And home runs and hung pitches. And he's the reason that you can't totally buy this team going on one of those deep postseason October runs. He's it. Because if he was pitching like he was last year, Aaron Nola was great last year. Aaron Nola was, was third or fourth in the Cy Young voting last year. You could, you, you could sell yourself on they have the, one of the best one-two punches in baseball as a reason why you can believe in this Phillies team. But right now, it's Zach Wheeler, who's just getting back to being the ace Zach Wheeler. It's Taiwan Walker, who's winning a ton of games. But, like, it's not the most, like, he's doing a, a, a Good job. He's doing. He's keeping the team in games, and they're coming through, and they're winning games from late. But it's not like he's going out there and dominating. He's doing his job, but it's not like a number two now. Uh, Ranger Suarez has not been a two since June, uh, and Michael Lorenzen, maybe. I mean, uh, uh, Chris Sanchez. Yeah, uh, it might be unfair to keep him out of that mix at this point. Um, but again, I'm not. I'm not banking on Chris Sanchez. I think he's been great, but I can't just sit here and like put all my confidence in him. Um, so. I just it it it's it comes back to the offense and it comes back to Nola. You need two pillars in a, in a rotation to make a run, and I don't know who that number two is behind him. And it's been all season long with this guy, where it's good start, step back, step back, good start, step. Back. It, it's it's up and down. I mean, in a way, Aaron Nola and the offense are very similar. It's like one day they're fine. The next day, it's like, no, they're not. Um, very inconsistent and hard to, to rely on any of that stuff. And that stinks. That stinks. Um, but that's where I'm at with this team. I love them. I would, I would love for them to turn it around and go on a run. They have turned around. They have the second-best record in baseball. They're playing good baseball. I believe they are a good team. And I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs, and they might even get uh, that, that first wild-card series at home. But I I can't get to the point where I where I envision a run because their 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 number two is just not it this year. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. That is my biggest takeaway of the game, which is brought to you by Morgan and Morgan, America's uh, largest injury firm. Other takeaways from the game before going to the phones here. Um, I think not getting a bullpen piece at the at the trade deadline is is going to be the main thing that hurts them from a from a bullpen standpoint on the on the stretch run here. I think Alvarado's on his way back, and and that's a really good sign. I worry about Strom holding up. 
Kimbrell is showing a little bit of, of signs of, of leaking oil, but I, I think he's going to be okay. It's really the the Marte, Hoffman, Covey kind of role there that worries me. And if they could have just gotten one more guy to pencil in between Strom and, like, Gregory Soto at the trade deadline, I think I'd feel a lot more confident in them. The bullpen's been a a a – a big positive this year, and they've been very, very good. And I just – the more and more you put Marte into high-leverage situations, I get worried about him, and same thing with Hoffman. Like, Hoffman has been a revelation this year. He's gotten out of big moments and big spots. But to bank on that, I think, is a mistake. And, and same thing with Marte. He's been pretty good. I think the ERA is a little bit not uh, indicative of how well he's pitched. And I just think the more and more you rely on those guys – it feels like a mistake. It bit him tonight. Um, I would like more reliable guys in those roles. And the one thing I keep going back to, and I mentioned it in the pregame show, but Griff McGarry. And and they brought him up to AAA earlier tonight. They're going to keep starting him. I, don't, I think there's a very good chance he's coming out of the bullpen here in, in a little bit, like a week and a half. And he gives them length. He gives them a guy that can come in and get a strikeout. Like you can't convince me that that Marte's a better pitcher than him, um, and and I think if they're going to go six man rotation and they're down a guy in the bullpen because of that, they need someone that get, that can give them some length, and I think that could be Griff McGarry. So that's my second biggest takeaway from the night, and my biggest, my third biggest takeaway from the night, and it was a night of negatives, and it was a night of frustration, and it was a night of blown leads, and and the freaking Royals come in here and win a ball game. When you just, you just, they can't just get on a run and play consistent and just, and just, you know, get everyone back in the good graces, right? Um, but the the one massive positive was what happened with Trey Turner, and that's why tonight my uh, player of the game is is the the fans of Citizens Bank Park because I thought what they did um, for Trey Turner's first at bat, even second bat. They stuck with it through the end of the night. Whatever. That's not going to cause – that's not bothering me. But really, that first at bat was special. And our player of the game is brought to you by South Jersey Gas. Committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch to southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome. If you're driving home from the ballpark and you, you want to know how special it was and what it was like in the ballpark, here is how it sounded uh, here on WIP. Here comes Trey Turner. Just about everybody here is standing. And Trey Turner nodding. Almost looks like he's uh, nodding his head to the music, but uh, I think uh, acknowledging the reaction as he stands in. And the first pitch is a breaking ball that stays high. And, and it, was, it was just a, it was a, a, a really, really cool moment. And I know that there was this whole... Uh, it, like for as for as as much as people supported it, and it felt like seventy five percent of people support it. Of course, there has to be people who just hate something that's fun. Um, and unfortunately, that guy is coming up next here on WIP uh, in Tom Kelly. But it's not even him. Like there were so many miserable people that that were so annoyed by by wanting to throw your support behind a guy that. 
was clearly in his own, own head, that was clearly putting a, a ton of pressure on himself, that looked like he was on the verge of, of tears after losing a game Wednesday in Miami. And, and, and I felt like there was just such a lack of, of like humaneness when looking at that situation. And, yeah, I think Trey Turner, sure, did, did he feel some pressure tonight? But listen to what he said after the game. And if you missed it, go back and listen to it um, on, on the postgame show. Like, he, he thought it was a special moment. He said, he said that was really bleeping cool. And he said that, it, you know, his agent and his wife are, are showing him the stuff. And he thought the, the, the donations to the V Foundation was special. And his mom cried during the first at bat. And, um, you know, and I thought the coolest thing during the whole, the whole ordeal was, was Nick Castellanos being the first guy on the top of the step, waving the, 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 white, the white towel and, and getting really into it. And for if you think it's dorky, if you think it's uh, making this fan base seem soft, Whatever. Those guys in the dugout, they appreciate it. There's Phillies minor leaguers that are tweeting throughout the game like, wow, what a special fan base. Do you want to be part of the special fan base? Or do you want to be some loser sitting on Twitter and sitting on uh, whatever social media app being like, duh, this is stupid. He's being paid $300 million. Why doesn't he live up to the contract? He's trying. He's trying to live up to the contract. And all tonight was was saying, we got your back. You don't have to worry about entering into your home ballpark and being booed and not feeling like the fans are on your side. Just go out and play. He got a big hit late. He hit the ball hard. The second at bat where he popped to the center field, he was clearly trying to hit it 415 feet. Uh, and, and frankly, I think if you were on the side of this is stupid, this is embarrassing for the city, you're on the wrong side of history. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. If you're leaving the ballpark, would love to hear from you. If, if you were down there and you're part of the of the ovations, what was going through your mind? think it was a cool moment. And, and obviously your overall thoughts on the loss. You know, Aaron Nola, again, coming up small. Is he the main reason that is holding you back from being all in, the, in on this team? I think it's an overreaction. To say they're a bad team. I don't think they're a bad team at all. I think they're a good team that if, if A, their ace or their second best pitcher starts pitching better, and if they're, they're, the stars in the lineup can get, just get a little bit more consistent, could be a really good team. Um, but those are the guys that are holding this team back right now. And Aaron Nola again tonight, you just can't trust them. It's it's where we're at with Aaron Nola. You can't trust him. It's Jack Fritz here on the final out. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. On the other side, we'll get to all your phone calls, but also something that I'm finally ready to give in on when it comes to this baseball team. What is it? We'll get to that coming up next. Welcome back. It is the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz hanging out with you. Uh, I swear, like Tucker, that that return made me feel even worse. (laughs) Like I think, like tonight was already a brutal loss. I think that return just brought the mood down to another level. Um, even though, even though it's mostly a positive night. Welcome on back. It is the final out, which is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never look so good. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. Uh, I'll get to some thoughts on on something that I'm finally ready to uh, make an adjustment on coming up here in a little bit. But first. Let's talk to Matt in Wilmington who's leaving the game. What's happening, Matt? Hey, you got me? Yeah, what's going on, man? Um, I'm on my way home from the ball game, and I had to call in after you were talking about the fan reaction to Turner because we had two guys in our section. I'm a partial season ticket holder. We had two guys in our section that were 
chirping Turner every at bat. And I showed a tape to my brother, and we were looking at each other like, how long are we going to put up with this? And it's third at bat. So one guy turned around and started getting everybody the middle finger in our section. Oh, very nice. Always love yeah, when that Yeah, so of course we're having it out with these guys, and then Turner gets an RBI, and they're trying to make nice. It's just crazy. Like, I don't know, like Matt. I just don't know why it made. I don't know why it made people so mad. Like I, it was, it was like, it was just a, it was a harmless thing that you know we talk about what what can fans do. It was just trying something, and it it got turned into this whole like, I don't know, like you're mocking the guy. It was literally just to try to to, to help the guy. I, it was one of the most uh, being anti that like the 25 percent of the city that was anti it. One of the more odd things I've seen in my life. Generational thing. These were older guys. They probably had to be late fifties. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. And I think that might have fed into it, but it just seems crazy. Like give the guy a break, you know? The, the, so we're we're having it out with the guy when he starts looking off the crowd because we give it back to him, and he's saying, "I work hard for my money." <laughs> this guy's working hard for his money too. I know, dude. He's got don't have days off. But he just moved. You got a guy like Tatiana that had a rough season last year, and now he's producing. Give him a little bit of transition time. You, Trey Turner's a proven player. He was a player that I didn't like when he played for the Nationals and when he played for the Dodgers because he's on. He's a good player on other teams in the NL. So it just was crazy because everybody else. It was like playoff energy. You know, I was at the NLDS and Bedlam at the bank last year, and. Any game this year wasn't as loud as the Turner at bats. Nothing's going on, and it's these two guys. There's always like some naysayers. It's a shame. Yeah, well, you know, you can't please everyone, Matt, and um, you know, it, it, it didn't please everyone. But I think that if you if you just boil it down, like, sure, I understand that Trey Turner makes three hundred million dollars, and most of us will never ever like you know, will never be able to ever have that. And that's, we, we I understand that, but it, it's also okay to remove yourself from that, take the salary out of it and see a struggling guy who is putting in the work, who for the first time in his career is really struggling and just humanize it. It's okay to be a human. I don't know why that's like a, an outlandish take. It's okay to be a human and say, Hey, you know, we got you. It's been struggling. You know, we, you've been getting a lot of crap, but you're still our guy. And I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really cool moment that I I couldn't understand people trying to dump all over, and and that was disappointing. But I, I'm I'm trying not to let it ruin what I thought was a a really cool moment. But um, I do want to talk about the top of the lineup because moving Bohm to the, to the two spot has has worked. Um, he looks good there. The it just makes more sense with him there. Um, I have thought. I've fought moving Kyle Schwarber out of the leadoff spot. I know they're winning games there, and I know they'll keep putting him there because they are winning games there. But I just think that there's a chance for an even better version of this team if you put Bryson Stott there. They tried this earlier in the season, and I and I get that. It didn't hurt Bryson Stott. He was perfectly fine. Um, but I think the way that it, it the, the roster is laying out right now with the way that the stars on this team are the ones that are, are not really doing their part if you, I want as many of the young guys towards the top of the lineup as I can get 
to 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 maybe try to spark the old guys. I don't know. Um, but even though they're winning games with Kyle Schwarber, and I think he has value in the home runs there and and the walks, whatever. Um, I would like for Rob Thompson starting tomorrow to go uh, Stott, Bohm, Harper, Castellanos, Schwarber, JT, Marsh, Turner, Rojas, slash Cave. Get Stott to the leadoff spot. Let him do his thing. Um, let him work pitchers early in games. And and just see what happens. Just see what happens. That was my argument with the Bohm thing. It's like I know he's young. I, I, I get why. Well, he's, he's 27. He's not young. But put him there. He, he, he looks like he can do it. I know it's more traditional than not, but he looks like he can do it. Let me see if he can do it. And you you put the, the connection of Stott Bohm where they were, you know, 6-7 for a majority of this year and, and put him 1-2 and, and see what they can do for the top of the lineup and maybe spark things there and get runners on base for Harper and Cassianos and he, some runners on base for Schwarber. Um, I, I think it's a win-win all around. Uh, Schwarber is... is been walking a lot, but the 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 lack of of average and hits and um, it, it's just starting to creep up right now. Like his OBP in his last twelve games is like over four hundred, but he's also batting in the one like at low like one hundred in those games. So he's struggling, and when 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 Turner was struggling, he got bumped down, and I, I think it's time for the same same thing here. I fought it for a while. I'm willing to admit, you know, I, I it's time to make an adjustment there. I'm not going to die on hills. Um, I think Schwarber's a good player that, that sometimes gets a little bit too much crap, but he's having a bad year. And, and it seems like all these USA guys from, from the World Baseball Classic are having bad years. Tomorrow, we'd like to see Stott, Bohm, Harper, Castellano, Schwarber, JT, Marsh, Turner, Rojas, Slash Cave. Johan Rojas, another uh, double tonight. Seems to be making winning winning plays every time every time he's out there. Frankly, like I, I'm surprised the hitting has continued, but whatever. He's been he's been really good. But it's time for Rob Thompson to make the switch, and especially if you can get the top of the lineup going against these weaker opponents, you know, and then just ride it out and, and see what happens. Ben is in Wilmington. What's happening, Ben? Hey, how's it going? What do you got? Uh, first, I'd like to say happy birthday to my cousin Jeb tonight. The Phillies ruined it, but still, happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeb. The Phillies ruined it, but I hope you had a good night. Yeah, and uh, and I'd like to say uh, Matt can toughen up. Middle fingers, it's just part of Philadelphia, but I do like how the whole city got behind Trey tonight. I was one of the people standing up, clapping every time. I think it helped, positive vibes. It was really rocking and rolling. If you don't like that, too bad. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just I, I thought it was harmless, and, and it got turned into, like, something that I don't think it was meant to be, and people thought it was disingenuous and mocking. For me, it was I wasn't. thought it was great. I thought it was great. I want to see him do well, and if I'm going to complain about him sucking on a $300 million contract, <laughs> I'm going to call WIP and complain. Listen, we'll, we'll complain, and, and listen, if he goes back and, and keeps struggling, then whatever. It didn't work, but... At this point, we we've tried booing him. He's moved down the lineups, uh, whatever. He's 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 been kind of drugged through the the ringer here. Showing him a little support, I think I think doesn't hurt at all. And uh, I'll just finish it up. I'm going to say check on your loved ones because Nick Castellanos hit a home run tonight. <laughs> well, that's because the Pac-12 died. Uh, but I appreciate the call, Ben. Yeah, another uh, yeah, whatever. It's, I, I will say it's nice to see that 
he's not like like he went through that. I mean, the, the stretch post All Star break was brutal. I think, bef- I think before the walk off or not the walk off the the go ahead home run the other night in Miami, he was like eleven for his last ninety four. So he's he's hit a couple home runs. He's got a couple singles. Hopefully. I don't need 315 Castellanos for the rest of the year, but I, I can't deal with low 260s, um, and, and hopefully he can continue to get going here. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. On the other side, we'll get to the play of the game and look ahead to tomorrow before handing things off to Tom Kelly here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Garcia with 15 steals. He's on at first. The pitch swung on, blasted. High and deep left field, and that is going to tie the game. And Bobby Witt Jr. with his 20th home run of the season. The first player in the history of Major League Baseball to hit 20 homers and steal 30 bases in his first two big league seasons. Mercy. It's a 2-2 ball game. Welcome on back. It is the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. That's my Mike, Mike's amazing play of the game. Presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. Pretty good. Pretty good, that Bobby Witt Jr. Um, and, you know, it's – so he was drafted number two. Abby Rutschman drafted number one. Uh, you, you don't go wrong with either. First player in Major League history to, to have 20 homers and 30 steals in our first two seasons. I mean, special stuff. Um, problem is he's in Kansas City, so we don't get to see him very often. But just a heck of a player. I mean, there's some, some plays tonight where – I thought the Phils might have a chance to, to beat him out and, and, and get on first base with an infield single and just a hose, like <laughs> just a hose across the field. Um, but either way, a little fun. Uh, you know, it, the, the, the Philly just drafted a kid in the first round, Aiden Miller and how those two finish kind of remind me of each other. So yeah, maybe we have our own Bobby Witt Jr. coming to the system and Aiden Miller. Don't think so. Kid's special. And, uh, you know, it's very rare you get to see him come into town and, you know, just kind of been going off. Uh, and, and again, seven-game win streak. He's been on a run and kind of asserting himself as one of the best young players in baseball. So got to limit the damage to Bobby Witt Jr. for the rest of the series. Matt is in Cherry Hill. What's happening, Matt? Hey, Jack. Um, first off, I just want to say how much I love listening to you. It's great to see someone as passionate about the Phillies as I am. You know, you, t- you tell it like it is, like, you know, every t- night time you do the final out, and I just want to say thanks for that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And uh, I, I just t- to be honest with you, I love doing the final out. Like, uh, being able to react to Phil's games has been a lot of fun. And, and tonight had a chance to be a special one, but they uh, they let us down. Yeah, it seems like a, like a fun job. Um for a couple points I wanted to like talk about. First off, I'm just done with Aaron Nola. You know, I, you know when he he used to yeah, he used to be great. He was great last year, um, but this year is just he just can't seem to do anything right. You know, he's arguably the worst our worst starting pitcher. Like he was the second best last year. Now he's gone from number two to number six. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, and it's just yeah, it's it's. It's it's too much of the pretty good, pretty good, and then avalanche inning, and then rebounds. Um, but by yeah. that point, he either blows a lead or he gives up a lead or they're down by a couple runs. It's never just work your way through the inning, get out of it, battle, and and keep your team. It's it's too many blown leads, and it's been very few of the like. I keep waiting for the Aaron Nola month stretch where he. 
you know, he gets in a run, has five starts with two run, two earned runs or fewer. Like he has that in him. It's what he did most of last year. It's yeah. just this entire season. It feels like once he has a step forward, and then bang, it's two steps back, and and it's it's legitimately holding me back from from believing that they go on a deep run here. Absolutely, it's just you know he seems to lose all confidence in himself when he's, as soon as he gets a few runners on base. You know, it's. I don't know if that's a problem or not, but, you know, as soon as, like, you know, the first guy gets on base, you know, he starts – it feels like he starts panicking. I don't know if it has something to do with the new pitch clock or what, but he just falls apart. You know, we saw it, like, you know, the first game of the season. You know, we've seen it so many other times. It's it's puzzling. Yeah, it's puzzling, and I, I we kind of just have to hope that he can figure out something this season to where he's not – Cost them games because he's. It's just. It's been too much of that. I mean, Pirates series or the Pirates game on sa- last Saturday was atrocious. I, I know there's some bad defense in there, but still, it's like a lot of contact, um, a lot of base hits uh, to, to, to teams that just aren't aren't very good. I mean, his final line tonight, I believe, was six earned or or, or five earned. And uh, listen, I know that Junior Marte has to also come in there and, and do a job. But at the same time, it's the freaking Royals, man. Like, uh, five earned tonight. So, he five earned tonight. Um, last Saturday, he had five earned against the Pirates. Like, the, <laughs> the Pirates and the Royals. Like, if you do that against the Braves and, and the Dodgers, you kind of live with it. That's the freaking Royals and, and, and Pirates, man. And I'm supposed to trust this guy in a playoff series? I mean, eventually we're going to start to have to have to have the conversation. If they make the playoffs, do you give the ball to Aaron Nola? I don't want to have that conversation, but that's going to be a talking point because I don't know how you can trust him at this point. And just nonsense. It's nonsense. Ever start with this? Uh, Tom is on is on WIP. What's happening, Tom? Jack, you're the guy, man. You're you're the guy that um, when I again when I when I you become the guy for baseball. Like well, you tell it the way that. it is, and I know you, and I know you love the Phillies. Well, that's so, for sure. That's for sure. I love this baseball team. It is for sure. So, a, they were on a what a seventh game winning streak. They're not. They're not total slubs. No. All right? Well, yeah. So, I mean, bad teams get hot every year, but you still should be able to beat up on them. We should. Well, I'm not going to say beat up, but just beat. Mm-hmm. Does that if that makes sense? Beat them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't see the. So I was at a place. I couldn't. I, I watched, but I couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. Did they? They gave him an ovation, or did they boo? They gave him four ovations. They gave they him one for every at bat. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not telling like. I know you're tight with Howard and and the guys. I I wasn't looking for them to kiss his ass, but I didn't want them to boo. Like as our when I say our like Billy thoughts would be. He's not Ben Simmons. I saw on Twitter all week like he's one of he's him. Like he's not. I mean, Trey Turner is one of the 15 best players in baseball in the last five years. Like, Ben Simmons was never that. Right. right. And you know what? And he's grinding. He's trying, man. So, like, 
sometimes you can't get it done, and he's going to get it done. Is that is that similar to your thought? That's that's totally my fault. My 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 thoughts, Tom, and, and I appreciate the call. Uh, and I'm just telling you, like baseball, <laughs> baseball is not like your job. There's so much comments of like, "Oh, am I going to come to your job and boo you if or, or cheer you if you're doing a bad job?" Like, can we just stop? <laughs> I mean, the guy. First off, baseball is a very mental sport. If any, if anyone's played the game, um, it, I think golf and baseball are, are the two most mental sports out there when it comes to, like, you, when things are going wrong, you start tinkering and you start having self-doubt, and that's what makes it a, a really hard game. And it's why a player as good as Trey Turner all of a sudden is, is batting two thirty four. Like, like that's how mental the game of baseball is, and, and he's in his own head. And that's why I thought tonight the, the, the reaction from the fans is special. And, and credit to them for, for getting on board and, and getting behind the guy because I thought it was a, a really cool moment. And listen, the, the people can mock it all they want, but you can't tell me the guys in that locker room didn't appreciate it. And, and who knows how, uh, you know, the repercussions of that. So um, overall, annoying loss. They should still take two or three. Um, but they lost a little bit of wiggle room there when it comes to winning this series, and and that's frustrating. So um, tomorrow, Christopher Sanchez, the new ace, the new number two, is on the mound, and it's funny. I mentioned this the last time, I think, but it feels like Christopher Sanchez and Ranger Suarez have just switched bodies because when I watch Christopher Sanchez, that's how I used to feel about Ranger Suarez, and then when I watch Ranger Suarez – that's how I used to feel about Christopher Sanchez. So hopefully we get more good Christopher Sanchez tomorrow. Uh, hopefully his stomach's okay after his you know five innings of no-hit baseball his last time out. He's going against Alec Marsh, who it's interesting. He was a starter earlier in the year. His last two outings have been more bullpenny. He went an inning and then two and uh, two and two thirds the outing before that. So maybe it's a little bullpen game for the Royals. And if the Phillies lose a bullpen game to the Royals. <laughs> Meltdown City. Either way, uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Hopefully they, they, they come out on top and then head into Sunday and can take two or three. And even though tonight was bad, if you still take through with two or three, uh, you know, we, we live with it. It's annoying, but we live with it. We know with this baseball team, it's never going to be easy. That's not the way uh, it's ever been for, for, <laughs> for being Phillies fans. Either way, that's going to do it for me. Tucker Bagley produced final out tonight. Tom Kelly's taking you through the rest of the night, reacting to the big night for Trey Turner and more here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.